Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. Uh, we got a special episode. We got a special episode today, man. As we see, we got a lot of guests in the building, man. We got our guy Top Notch in the building, man. T Riz in the building. We got our guy uh, Garrett from the Super Mario Hoops 24 channel. And then we got our guy Sports Wikipedia 96, man. So a lot of great content creators in the building, man. Um, my guy Garrett, what's the, what's the deal? Talk to me. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, just watched the recent Air movie. Just got back watching, you know, the movie about the greatest player ever. But, you know, this this debate, it's about the greatest player this season. So um, we'll leave that debate to another day, even though we've already done it. But it is what it is. I'm doing good. Yes, my, my boy T. Riz, how you doing, my dog? Bro, I just got out of work, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to kill this spider right now. My fault. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> but listen, I'm doing good, bro. I just got my head done. I'm feeling like the man. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm cute as hell right now. About to toast up, shaking my head in Sports Week, uh, Wiki 96 up real quick. Dude has Giannis winning MVP, bro. Let's be honest, bro. It's, it's done. It's Let's done. be Giannis. Oh Let's God. be Giannis. Bro, Gian- Giannis, Giannis, Giannis shouldn't even be in the conversation no more, bro. It's just Joel. Ah, oh, man, you hate, man. My guy Sports Wikipedia <laughs> in the house. What's up, my dog? How you doing? Uh, doing good. Ready for the NBA playoffs. Yes, sir, man. He ready for the NBA playoffs, man. So, look, y'all, I'm going to keep this intro real brief. Um, we got M- we got NBA uh, MVP roundtable discussion uh, for the family. I'm just going to set out a little format. The way we're going to do this is uh, I'm going to think of number one through 30. Um, each, each, each of my guys here are going to pick a number. Whoever get closest to the number that I thought – they can, they can go first. They'll have four minutes at max to give your case why your player is MVP. Um, and then we'll all go. And once, once after we've all, we've all gone, um, I'll get whoever went first a chance to rebuttal against any points that we're throwing out. Then we can just open up the, uh, the floor for some uh, roundtable discussion. Uh, for the family out there, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you check out everybody's channel. Everything is going to be linked in the description down below. Everyone's YouTube channel, Instagram, socials, and all that. Um, but I'm going to stop talking. Um, guys, I'm thinking of a number one through 30. Go ahead and, uh, call out your number. Um, well, what, what, what was his number 15? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zero because of the goat. Now nah, I'm just playing. Um, uh, five. Well, I know, you know, I, I know how much John loves Kobe and my number, my favorite number, you know, my birthday number. It's in my channel name, 24. I'm going 24. Oh, that's a good guess. None of you guys got it right, but it was 30. So, Garrett, you got yes. you, you got first. Uh, Sports Wiki, yeah, you got second. And then Trent, you go uh, you go third. So go ahead and just get, uh, get up into why you're your players in MVP. All right. So I know you said four-minute time. I'll, I'll try to keep it around four or five minutes. I'll let uh, you know. I have a timer right here. I'll let you know when it gets to four minutes. I'll do my best. Okay. So I guess the first point that I'll bring up about Nikola Jokic, you just look at his stats. The guy is averaging essentially a 25-point triple-double. I know he fell a little bit under there with the assists per game. Um, But he's doing this while he's also not stat padding as much as people want to say. The guy is on the best team in the Western Conference. You know, we've only seen – he's got the six most triple-doubles in a season so far this year. Only Westbrook, Oscar, and Will Chamberlain have done that before. And Westbrook, we know he's on the sixth seed. Uh, You know, Oscar, Will, they were on, like, I think the two and three seed. What Jokic is doing on the number one seed, along with a lot more teams than back in Oscar and Wilt's day. Um, so 
I think that's kind of the biggest thing. And if he was stat padding, he'd still be above 10 assists per game right now. I don't think he cares about that. He simply cares about winning, but it's just like second nature to him. Um, I will also say he leads the league in PER. He leads the league in true shooting percentage. He leads the league in win shares, in box plus minus, in VORP rating. And I know everyone hears this. They're like, oh, it's just nerd talk. You know, you're bringing up all these analytics. Um, But this really does like tell us, I think, the full story about how many wins he's contributing to his team on average, his overall efficiency, you know, how much the team outplays their opponent when he's on the court as opposed to when he's off the court and just how efficient his team is on a possession to possession basis, too. And he's done that better than anybody this year and he's done it at a superstar volume too so and i was checking as well the only 25 plus point per game scorers to ever lead the league in true shooting percentage are oscar robertson and stephen curry and you know you think of steph he's one of the most efficient players ever oscar of course is really efficient in his time but nobody's ever done it while shooting 70 percent or higher true shooting like that's also the fourth most efficient season ever. And the only guys above him are Rudy Gobert, Tyson Chandler, and Mitchell Robinson. And I'm sure all of us realize that those guys are kind of like more around the rim players. They don't really have a three-level scoring ability like Jokic. They're not relied upon to be an offensive threat like Jokic is. So I think that's an also big point. I think another thing is he's had more balanced injuries around him this year. I know last year, Jamal missed the whole year. MPJ missed most of the year. You know, this year still, to this day, neither of those guys would qualify under the new CBA rules for awards like All-NBA or All-Defensive or MVP, even though they're not MVP-level players, but they still wouldn't qualify for that if we were to do that. And then Aaron Gordon's also missed more than a dozen games this year. So, and also the bench has been really inconsistent. You know, obviously they traded bones. They've had a lot of guys in and out. So I think you also have to account for that as well. Um, I think win percentage too, this is a big thing. So with first without uh, the MVP candidates, you know, Giannis, 74.6% to 64.7%. That's a 10% hit when he's not playing. And Bede this year, his team is 65.2% as opposed to 64.3%. They win 1% less of the games without him. But Jokic is 70.6% as opposed to 33.3% without him. That's a 37% hit. All these guys have missed more than a dozen games. And actually, to add to this, Jokic has missed the least amount of games of all these guys. So just the team takes almost four times the hit when Jokic is in versus out as opposed to Giannis. And almost more than 30 times the hit when Jokic compared to Embiid in that case. So, seconds. Um, and the last thing I'll say, I won't dive too much into this, but he's had an unfair advantage. You know, you think about he's one, two straight. People don't want him to win the MVP again. You've seen guys like Kendrick Perkins. They're going, they're pulling stuff out of their pocket, back pocket. It's wild to even say, but they, the fact that this is still a discussion, I mean, like under fair circumstances, objective circumstances, I think you got to still give it to Nikola Jokic. So that's my main argument. I will say. Okay. Sports Wiki. That's on you next. Here we go. Your Giannis debate. Okay. So the first thing I want to say is, while, yes, Nikola Jokic has played more games than Giannis and, and also Joel Embiid, it's only like five games because Jokic has played 68 games, Giannis 63, and Embiid 66. And, yes, I know, like, the Nuggets are only 4-8 and eight without Nikola Jokic, but got to realize five of those losses, Jamal Murray also didn't play. 
Now, in my opinion, to win MVP, the, the criteria, you got to play at a high level. You're, you got to have a high impact for your team's success. You got to put up high stats. They're not going to give the MVP to someone who's averaging only 10 or 15 points. That's why I don't like it when people say stats don't matter. Giannis, he has the stats. He's averaging like, what, 31 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. He's about to become the fifth player to average 30 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, and five plus assists in a season. He has stellar defense, great interior defender. There's a good chance he's going to be in the all defensive team and also the all NBA first team, most likely. He's a dominant scorer, athleticism, lateral movement skills, um, Euro step, sidestep. When Giannis is driving to the basket, he's unstoppable. He consistently plays at a high level maintain a high level performance and and you know Giannis he keeps on dominating playing like an MVP like Jokic yes he has the offense out of Jokic Giannis and B Jokic is for is of course the better offensive player but Giannis he has a high two-way impact he can get the job done with this offense and his defense and, and also Chris Middleton has missed like over half this season and the Bucks have won like nearly 60 games, and I know for sure when Jokic won it last season, the biggest reason, or at least one of the biggest reasons why people were saying Jokic deserved it last season was because of, oh, look at the Nuggets. They've won nearly 50 games without Jamal Murray. Jokic, he's leading all the stats. You know, look at Jokic's stats. Um, Nuggets have like 47, 48 wins. Jamal Murray has missed all this season. How can you not say Jokic is the MVP. If you if that was your criteria for last season, then you should have Giannis for MVP. Because think about it. Chris Middleton, like I said, Chris Middleton has missed over half the season. I think it's like 46 games. The Bucks have won nearly 60 games. And take away Giannis this season, the Bucks wouldn't even be close as good as what they are. Great point. Great point. T-Riz, it's on you for a minute on the clock. <laughs> Man, oh, man, listen, listen, listen. I'm hearing y'all points, man, and tuh. listen, I'm just going to hit off with one point. All right, listen. So I have, I have Joel, Giannis, and Jokic stat line brought up all right here, right? So Joel leads the league in points, number one, averaging 33.1 points a game. Giannis is at 31.1, and Jokic is at 24.9. Um, rebounds, 10.2, whatever. Uh, so – Let's just get to the point, man. You want to talk about true shoot, uh, true shooting percentage, you know, freaking, what's his name? Garrett loves talking about true shooting percentage, this and that. Now I'm looking at something right now, right? When you look at these field goals attempts, right? Joel takes 20 a game, about 20 a game, right? And, you know, I, I, I give it to, I give it to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jokic, man. The dude, shoot, he's shooting lights out, true uh, shooting, uh, can't even say it, but about around 70%, right? But let's not act like, Joel is not up there with him. He's shooting 60 point, 65.3 true, uh, true shooting percentage this year. And what makes it more impressive is that he's doing it on a ridiculous 37.1 usage rate. Um, and where, yeah, I'll give it to credit. You know, Giannis leads the league in usage, usage rate with 37.4. Um, <clears throat> so that, that's just one thing right there I want to say. That Jokic, on the other hand, he shoots way less shot attempts. He's at 15 compared to 20 to Joel. Um, and Giannis, I don't even put him in the conversation. Dude out here. <laughs> Anyways, another another thing I want to uh, throw out here, right? 
Embiid currently leads the league in scoring, holding a narrow lead over Luka. He also leads the league in 30-point games. He's doing this while holding down the paint um, for the 76ers defense as the league's sixth best, block, uh, sixth best shot blocker. As we all know, Jokic has been getting exposed in the paint. He leads the league in most kick balls. You know why? Because he has no lateral quickness whenever they do a pick and roll, uh, pick and pop, whatever the case is. He can't guard the paint. It's, it's literally food. I can even work in the paint if I see Jokic in there. Just saying. Right. Also, um, you talk about injuries with Jamal Murray and Chris Middleton. But let's not forget the 76ers had James Harden and Tyrese Maxey out with injuries and everybody thought the season was going to be over. Right. No, Joel Embiid kept that team staying alive and was straight dominating pretty much uh, to the point where now he's the favorite to win these um, uh, MVPs, right? He's also averaging 4.2 assists per game, which is ties his career high from last season. His free throw jumper on the pick and roll is nearly unstoppable. Um, and also he has a, you know, more than a respectful three-point shot. And um, he's a threat pretty much one-on-one, no one's stopping him. He, if you watch Jan, I mean, if you watch um, Joel in the paint and stuff like that, uh, it's a free throw. It's a free throw. They're going to force him to the free throw line um, all the time. And I know a lot of people say Joel gets all his points from the um, free throw line and this and blah, blah, blah. But if you can't stop something, why well, just keep going? What's that saying? I know John always says this saying or something like that. Uh, what's it, it saying, broke, John? Don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I, I have more more stuff. So when we get into the... Uh, the, uh, the, the yep. Yep. But I just wanted to say with the injuries... 76ers stayed alive during that. They stayed afloat. They were eight and six in November with their two best players being out of James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Joel stayed in the conversation, stayed as a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. His shooting percentage is damn near uh, Jokic with taking more shot attempts. Also, um, this year, y'all want to talk about games and uh, Joel Beat has this thing of- 20 you know, seconds. He misses games a lot, majority of the time, right? Well, this year, you, you talk about- uh, Jokic having more games played, but like uh, my boy Wiki said, bro, it's not even as bad. It's 66 to 63, and um, I have, I'm, I'm going to save my other points for later on. But those are just kind of like the, the, the main points I kind of want to get at. Okay. okay, I like it. I like it. All right, well, great points uh, from everyone Tim, uh, coming out here for the, for the first debate. Garrett, uh, since you got the closest to the number, you do have the first chance to go ahead and open up the discussion floor. So whether you want to come at Trent for, for something he said, or you want to come at uh, you know, Wiki for something that he said, uh, the floor is yours. And then uh, following uh, my guys, you guys can go ahead and um, jump right in after. Okay. So the first thing I'll say, this is kind of, I guess, something both of you guys alluded to, um, like with the sustained level of play throughout the year. And I think, you know, you can't deny that Jokic has also had that as well. But what I will say is that there's also been like, pretty decent stretches where Giannis has missed time. And of course his team has really stepped up, especially drew holiday. I would argue this might be the best year of his career. One could argue. Um, but I will say though, like, I think there's so much bias going on over the past like week or week and a half against Jokic, just cause like he missed a few games from injury, even though he hasn't missed as many games as anyone else here. Like I said, I know it's closer, but still, um, but he's also sustained a high level. Cause like, the, the Sixers, for example, like they were a 500 team is back in December, right? Whereas ever since then, the Nuggets have been the first seed and it ha- like really hasn't moved. So like they've held the first seed for basically four months. Uh, like that's a third of a year. Um, so I, I don't know. I think 
you got to give him credit there. I know you guys are criticized his defense, and I'm not going to sit here and argue that he's like an MB level defender or a Giannis level defender. But I mean, there are some things defensively that he does have a good representation of. I'm not even going to say it's on their level, but I mean, rebounding and boxing out, it is a part of defense. I think also his hand-eye coordination is really impressive. We see that on the offensive end. It's just that his mobility, you know, isn't quite on par with those guys. Um, You know, I would argue, you could maybe argue that it's closer to Embiid's than Embiid's is to Giannis, like in terms of mobility, just because Embiid's such a big guy as well. Um, But I don't know. I won't sit here and get too much into that. But I think also, like, defensively, like, he's not someone who's necessarily – like afraid of certain things because he still leads in a lot of the advanced analytics defensively too. Right. But meanwhile, I saw both Giannis and uh, Embiid against my bulls just this season when they got five fouls in a game, they start playing like really lazy and stuff. And they're like, you know what? I'm not going to pick up my sixth foul. And then I think Embiid actually did in that game, but it was the downfall for both of them. And they ended up losing both those games, you know, and there's other games like that as well, but Yoke or Jokic hasn't even fouled out of a game all year. And they're six and one in games that he has five fouls. And the only game that they didn't, I mean, they got they got blown out by like 26 or something like that. So it wasn't even like a close debate where it's like, you know what, I'm going to like play off more and I'm not really going to foul because this is a close one. No, it wasn't even like a close, decisive game. But the other ones were more so. So that's almost like six and no in games like that. It's not really hurting your team like it has in those instances. But, I mean, I know you mentioned Embiid's assist per game, about four a game. I think he's improved as a playmaker recently. Uh, but, I mean, come on, he's not Jokic. And I think, you know, Giannis has definitely improved recently, but he's also not Jokic on that level either. Um, and then in terms of three-point shooting, I, I just don't think either of these guys really compare. I mean, he's Jokic is, has a, a bigger lead on Embiid for three-point percentage just as much as his true shooting percentage. Like, that's a pretty vast difference right there because it's not, like, in the 60s, 70s range, but it's more, like, in the 30s range. And then Giannis, of course, has not ever really been a great three-point shooter. But I think also, like, you mentioned, I I think you mentioned, like, uh, Trent, his true shooting percentage is, like, 65% and stuff like that, and that's right there. That is pretty high, but I will say, I just checked as you were talking, the last 10 years, he still went to lead the league in true shooting percentage any of those years. Meanwhile, Jokic, he's putting up the second highest of any of those stretches, only to go bare last year, I believe. Like, that's pretty absurd, if you ask me. And then um, I, I will say, I know Sports Wikipedia said about, like, you know, players aren't going to win MVP if they're averaging, like, you know, maybe 10 to 15 points. And I realize all these guys are averaging, like, 25 or more, basically. Um, but I will say, like, there there have been a lot of times where players have won MVPs and, you know, like Steve Nash or like Wes Unseld or like Bob Cousy or like Bill Walton. And we've seen it where it's like their impact goes bigger than just them as a scorer. And I get it that, you know, Embiid is a higher volume scorer and stuff. And so is Giannis than Jokic. But I think there's more to that, like with their all around uh, talent as well. And some of those guys that I mentioned weren't even really great defender like Steve Nash by no means was considered a great defender I wouldn't say really Bob Cousy was that much either like maybe I guess you could argue that more but I don't know I I just think personally that Jokic gets too much hate like on the defensive end just because like you see him and he's like this big 
white guy. I mean, I guess like, I mean, he is, he's just like this, this big, like heavy white guy. And it's like, Oh, he's slow and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I just think that he deserves more credit on that end because he has a lot of intangibles. He just, it's just his mobility. And I think you could also, again, point out that Embiid's mobility just because of his size isn't, I'm not saying it's as bad as Jokic, but it's definitely not great. I will give Giannis that edge though. Um, but I think a lot of the other categories, I don't think really Giannis stacks up with Jokic. So that's, I guess what I'll start off with for like my rebuttal. Man, Gary, you got me mad. I got hey, you mad. I saw you mad, T-Riz. Bro, because he said, you know, Jokic never fights all the game. Well, let's, let's be honest. The reason why he don't follow the game, because he don't play no damn defense. The dude's a stick. Mm. Like, seriously, bro. But anyways, but anyways, I don't mm. mean, I mean, I think it's sports. We get a uh, Wikipedia time or I can go or whatnot. Yeah, you um, guys. Yeah, now it's a, just a round table. Oh, you guys okay. can just go. Whatever you guys got to say, go ahead and go. Okay, so. I say something. Let me Go just ahead. say this real quick, and oh, I'll sorry. let you talk sports, right? So, you know, you brought up a point of uh, the three-point percentages from Joel and stuff like that, right? So, Joel shoots 34% from the three, and Jokic shoots 39% from the three, right? And I brought this up in a, the Russell Westbrook debate. But if you look at the three-point attempts from each of these centers, right? Jokic is at three attempts per game, right? And when you look at Nikola Jokic, the dude's barely cracking two threes a game now, right? So, clearly, when you shoot less threes, and the, I'm not saying he, he – Clearly, the top of the key, that's his shot, right? That's that's there every single day. But what I'm trying to mainly get at is he's shooting less attempts than Joel. And Joel, field goal percent, um, three-point percentage is it's still like 5%, 6%. That's a big gap. But the fact that, you know, Joel's close to shooting close to four and um, a, a night from a seven-footer and same thing for Jokic, but it's nowhere near each other. I don't know if that kind of makes sense to y'all, you know, where he's shooting less attempts and Joel's shooting more attempts. And so obviously when you shoot more attempts, your uh your your percentage is gonna go down in a sense, right? So I, I, that's that. I just want to talk about a little bit uh about that. I'll let Sports Wikipedia go with what he was gonna say, but I I've, I think something I want to say about that after. Right, please. Okay, so this is towards Super Mario SMH twenty four. Mm-hmm. Now I get it, you know Nicole Jokic, goodbye is you know scoring ability, playmaking, passing ability. This season's damn impressive. He has a high two share percentage. But I would argue Giannis's gap for his defense is bigger, you know, for compared to Nicole Jokic's defense than what Jokic's offensive gap is to compare to Giannis's, you know, offensive impact. And it's not really so much I'm not saying Jokic is a liability on defense. It's more so how good Giannis is on uh, – I mean, I'm talking about on defense because I don't think Jokic, of course, is a liability on defense. But come on, like, Giannis is definitely a better defensive player than Nikola Jokic. And, yes, Jokic is a better offensive player than Giannis. But, like I said, I think Giannis's defensive gap is bigger than Nikola Jokic's offensive gap. Can I – Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to say one more thing. And, yes, I think both Giannis and Jokic have been equally consistent, maintaining mm-hmm. a high-level performance consistently about the same amount of time percentage of the games they played but I think this season Giannis has reached a high, higher ceiling like this season when Giannis was at his very best he was more dominant and better than Nicole Jokic now Ooh. I uh I might I might I might not get back to what Trent was saying the smoke is coming baby Wikipedia. <laughs> um, no what I was gonna say is so first of all I never said that 
you know, by any means, Yo- I never said Jokic was above Giannis defensively or anything like that. I think that actually of I kind of gave Giannis even more props than Embiid, um, even though I think defensive plus minus for most of the year was actually favoring Embiid. Um, but what I will say, though, is just just a general question is, you know, if Jokic's defense was so bad, you know, and if it was so de- detrimental to the team, just in terms of his impact, then why does he have the highest box plus minus of anyone in the league? You know, if they're still outplaying their opponents more so when he's on the floor, when he's in the game, when he's playing, than any other player in the whole association, then why is why are we still criticizing that? Especially when some of the defensive analytics do favor Jokic a lot. Not like over these guys, but like as a solid defender at least. So I guess like why... Why? Why is it like we're still holding it against them defensively if the team is still outplaying their opponent by a higher margin than any single player when he's on the floor, as opposed to off it uh, this season? You want to know the truth to that? Yeah, and, that, and that's and, why I'm asking. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking to Wiki, but I'm this just gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this, this just straight up. And life isn't fair. NBA is not fair. This is this is. I'm telling you the reality. Of the truth is right. Mm-hmm. When they see Nikola Jokic winning back-to-back years, right? He won back-to-back MVPs and has nothing to show for it. They don't, they, 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 all those nitpicks, like all those, you know, good uh, stats that you throw out there that he's leading in everything. I'm telling you the truth. This is just the matter, the truth of the matter. I know, I know, I know. This is just how the NBA is nowadays, right? They don't care about all that, that cute little stuff, right? All they care about is now that Joel was playing better than him, <laughs> like, and, and, and just because he's dominating, right, and he's helping his t- – and I'm not saying Jokic is not dominating either, right, because he's doing that in Giannis. But you know how the NBA is. They've seen it win back-to-back MVPs, back-to-back years, and I want to throw a stat out there. Uh, if Since early 2000s, no one won three MVPs back-to-back-to-back. It stops at two. stops at two MVPs. You had Yo- uh, Giannis for two, two back-to-back, and then you had Jokic back-to-back. So mm-hmm. the league is about ratings and it's about views. Um, and so if you keep giving the same MVP and you can kind of go back in the day where LeBron James, he can literally win every, every MVP, if you really want to go back to that. Right. But they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that because you know why they want to have people keep coming back to TV and watch. And that's just how the business works for the NBA. So I understand everything you're saying. Those little cute little stats do matter. But nowadays when it comes to the votings and when you have Kendrick Perkins voting and stuff like that, they just see Joel out here dominating, scoring 50-plus points and 13 rebounds. That's all they see, but they don't see the other stuff. And so, you know, I always say it, 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 it's, just, it's just reality. You know, I always have talks with this about John all the time, man. Well, I just think, like, so that might be how they perceive it this year just because they're tired of Jokic winning it. And that's kind of, like, one of my points. It just seems like the fact yeah. that we're still discussing it to the level that we are should almost make it seem like Jokic – does have a really deserving case of being MVP. Because imagine if he didn't have an MVP and he was playing like he is this year. Well, I bet a lot of people would be saying, you know, Jokic, Jokic, he's on the one seed, almost triple-double. We haven't seen it since Russ or something. We haven't seen it on a seed this high since, like, Oscar or whatever. Like, anything like that. Like, th- that's what they would be arguing most likely. But, you know, like, and I think part of it is, uh, like, the problem with who they have voting. You even mentioned, like, Kendrick Perkins. And I think like Stephen A. Smith and stuff like that, like no disrespect to them. I know it took them a while to get to where they are. And I mean, definitely have respect for how they got to where they are as well. But to a degree, a lot of these guys don't follow basketball even as much as we do. 
right? So I'm I'm just saying, like, from how I see it, I think Jokic deserves MVP. Because I was on the train last year. I said that Embiid deserved MVP. But it felt like they were kind of buying more into Jokic than they should have because I felt like maybe because he didn't have too many years of winning it and they still felt sympathetic for the injuries. And I think that was valid to feel that way, but I just felt like Embiid had a better year. But I don't know. I just feel like this year, like, you know, the way Jokic is playing, he's definitely playing like an MVP. And I'm not going to hold him. I'm not going to hold against him for the last two years that he hasn't had his supporting cast. Like, that's not necessarily on him. You know, I, I don't know, like, how you guys might see it, but the way I see it is, like, that that shouldn't hold value, not only just for comparing the playoffs of the years before to the regular season because it's a regular season award right like i don't know like that that just might be me like there's a lot of guys who have won back-to-back mvps or two mvps don't have a championship right and Jokic, right now he's currently one of them but i don't know like at least after the first one they still were willing to give him another one just seems weird i want to say something you okay. said how um, MVP is a record season award, and yeah. that reminds me. I know, like, like last season when, when Nikola Jokic won it, people were crying, complaining, you know, complaining, saying, oh, it's not fair Jokic won it because he got knocked out in the first round. But the MVP, like you said, is a regular season award. So if Giannis does win MVP, which I think is going to win it, you know, all three Giannis, MB, Jokic, I, I want to say, are worthy for the MVP list. I don't really care who wins MVP. All three of them are worthy for the MVP award. But if, you know, Giannis does win it, it's not going to automatically make him the best player or automatically make him better than Jokic or Embiid because you got to see what he does in the playoffs. Right. But let me, so let me, let me just say something, right? It's not, it's not to shake in my hand. This is to just, or, you know, sports <laughs> wiki or anything. Stop it with that, man. Right. I just see SMH 2-4. But look. Oh. So the two MVP years um, recently for Jokic and Giannis, right? So Giannis, he averaged 27.7 points a game, 12.5 rebounds per game, and six assists. That was his MVP season, right, when he won it. And then Jokic, on the other hand, was 27.1, close to 14 rebounds and eight eight assists per game. Joel, on the other hand, is averaging 33.1 points per game. And that's his number one in the league for this season. And I'm pretty sure – I got to go back to look in the – two seasons before, but I'm pretty sure that'll be damn near close one to two. I know it'll be top five for sure. Right. Once again. Um, also, I do want to say, right. He's shooting 55% from the field um, for a player that <laughs> he, he, he takes 20 shot attempts a game. I don't think you realize how incredible that is 20 shot attempts a game and you're shooting this efficient from the field is just absolutely incredible. Right. Um, his three point percentage isn't the greatest, right. It's 33%. But I still tell you this, they still guard him out there. And we all know when you watch the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel hitting you with the up fake and that defense is still going to, they're not just going to like, I, I love you, Russell Westbrook. So matter of fact, I love you. Uh, ben Simmons. They're not going to give him that Ben Simmons treatment or the dream on green treatment, right? They going to guard him, right? Cause they know he can knock that shot down and he's pretty much unstoppable when he's in the paint. He's pretty much unstoppable in the pick and roll. Um, we all know what he did to uh, Jokic. Do we really got to talk about it? Literally, that was a statement game. He literally destroyed him in that. He wanted to the poop. other game. Then when he, he didn't, didn't play. play, he didn't play. Hey, I know. I won. I know. I know. That's, you know why? I feel he, like that should be counted. Hey, but you know something? He he destroyed him hmm. the game that mattered. Uh, that was early. Uh, like, well, why did the other one not matter? Is what I'm asking. Because he, I, is it because he didn't want to play against well, Nikola Jokic? He I even said that day. 
He did yep. say that day that he was like, you know what? Like, I, I don't need to prove myself or something because there was a quote that came out that he played well against him the last time. Well, who's to say what if Jokic had a 30-point triple-double and Embiid only dropped like 21 and seven rebounds and had a bad game or something like that? Well, this goes back to what I said earlier. Life isn't fair, right? So we would never know. Okay, so we would never really. I just know. think it should be counted. Like, okay, if you either way, if you do count it, uh, Joel still in favor to win MVP. Um, let's not forget, Joel just dropped fifty-two points, thirteen rebounds, six assists against the Celtics, and we all know the 76ers struggle against the uh, Boston Celtics every single year, regular season, postseason. They just can't beat them. Joel and B literally scored half of the team's points and beat the Boston Celtics, right? And so I think that was his big statement game. I think another statement game, like I said earlier, was him giving the work to Jokic, right? And so um, I, I don't really have much to say about Giannis. I love Giannis, but I just don't really – I just don't take him as a threat in this MVP conversation. No offense to you, Wiki. Um, but what I do want to say, right, uh, since December 1st in Harden's return, the Sixers boast the NBA's best win percentage at 71%, right? Um, with that record, they are 37-15. and 15. They also have the NBA's second-best net rating behind the Grizzlies, which is a 5.6. Um, also when Doc came to his senses, of course, because you know, Doc Rivers, and I and honestly, maybe this is a bad take, but honestly, I think if you have Doc Rivers as your head coach, and the fact that this team is still a top seer team and Joel is still doing what it uh what he's doing, I think you just gotta give them credit no matter what, because we all know Doc yeah. Rivers is a terrible coach. Let, let, let's just let's just be honest, right? If, so if if I'm being real, I don't know if any of these three guys have like a supreme level coach, if if we're being realistic here and like even though Mike Budenholz has a championship, I don't yep. know how much I trust him. And same thing with Mike Malone. Like, there's been a lot of times where he's had blunders. Um, but no, like, the one thing I will say is, so I was just calculating on the top of my head, like, with Jokic and Embiid. So 33.1 points for Jokic, or for Embiid this year and 4.2 assists per game. Let's say that every assist that they get are two-point baskets because this is going to be more in favor, too, of uh, Embiid in this argument, right? Because they could be twos, they could be threes. So... You'd add 8.4 to that. So he's accounting for basically uh, 41.5 points a game. Meanwhile, Jokic, on the other hand, 24.8 points, 9.8 assists. So he's accounting for 44.4 points per game, even if you're just counting twos, because a lot of those are threes. So we don't know. Maybe Jokic is even accounting for like 50 points a game. I don't have it up in front of me other than basketball reference. But what I will also say, too, is per 100 possessions, and I know a lot of people use per 75, but um, just this would even make the gap smaller on de on defense. Embiid has a 124 offensive rating, which is insane, right? And 109 defensive rating. But Jokic has 110 defensive rating and 135 offensive rating. So the gap there is a plus 25 for Jokic and only a plus 15 for Embiid. So again, like when people were saying this stuff about like the defense or whatever, like I get it, like individually, like he's not as good of a defender as Embiid, he's not as good of a defender as Giannis, but I think it's a little bit outstretched just because he's, you know, some big heavy white guy, like I said. I mean, there's dudes like Walker Kessler out there, like they don't get the same like disrespect on the defensive end, and I'm not comparing Jokic as a defender to Walker Kessler, but I'm saying like how come it only applies to Jokic and I feel like it only applies because like you said it's not fair he's won two MVPs back to back and now it's like he has a chance to get his third one and they're incorporating the playoffs so much in a regular season award so I'm thinking of it from the perspective where it's like you know and maybe I'm also a little biased just because I thought Embiid deserved it last year so to me this would almost 
feel like Jokic's second MVP, but personally for me, I feel like he's been that MVP like all year long. And I think it also goes back to, like you said, James Harden, like in 2019, James Harden had one of the best seasons ever, but the reason he didn't get MVP is because the team in the early in the year was kind of struggling the first like two months, month, month and a half was kind of struggling. Meanwhile, Giannis kept it afloat all year long that year and Giannis won MVP. And there's people that go back and they're like, how could you not have James Harden? Well, if you watch that season all throughout, it wasn't until like a month and a half into the year that James Harden turned it up. Right. And then of course, Giannis ended up winning more games, higher seed. Of course, they're like kind of similar with Embiid. I know Giannis has more wins this year, but you know, Jokic is the higher seed in his conference and all year long, he's kind of been playing this way up until maybe the last week when he had the injuries and he was sitting out, but there was a longer stretch. I think even before the Sixers got into that mix where they came into like top three, top four in the East, where maybe Embiid wasn't playing that well. And I think it's a full season award. You got to count that. I would argue over the first two weeks of the year that Harden was playing better than Embiid. I don't know if you even, you guys even remember that because Harden was playing really good, like open the year. And we've only seen Jokic for about a week and a half now. I know the game against the Rockets wasn't great. And I know he's missed a couple, but again, still hasn't missed as many games as them. And I think that that stretch right there is nowhere near as big as the stretch early in the year. And I also think earlier in the year matters most because you don't know where you're going to be. At this point in the season, the Nuggets, they basically know they're a playoff team, right? They had already like clinched. You know, they didn't clinch the one seed, but they knew like, okay, we're going to make it to at least late April. Early in the year, you don't know what you're going to do, right? My Chicago Bulls were expected by many to be a playoff team. Look at where they are now, right? I'm sure they were trying more in games like that. Now, tonight, they're probably not going to try against the Dallas Mavericks because they're locked in 10. So that's kind of like what I'd say to most of that. Okay. Okay. I want to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I just don't see how you can say Giannis is not at least in the MVP conversation because he fits all the criteria. He has high stats, high level two way player this season. He's been very valuable to his team because Chris, like I said, Chris Middleton has missed over half this season. He's missed like like 46, 45 games. Take away Giannis this season, the Bucks wouldn't be come close to the success they would have had. I feel like if Joel Embiid would not have played, you know, the, the Sixers, good chance, probably would have had more success than the Bucks without Giannis. And I feel like this, especially this season, Nicole Jokic has had a just as good, maybe even a better supporting cast than Giannis. But like I said, Giannis, when he's at this season, when he's at his very best, higher ceiling. Like if I want a player this season who's going to have a high impact, on both offense and defense, out of Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, I would pick Giannis. Let me say something real quick, right? Um, you talk about the Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton be up for the uh, half of the season. Let's be honest with you. The Milwaukee Bucks overall have a better roster than every team in this debate, even with Chris Middleton being out. Okay, let's let's that, let's 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 get that just straight. All right. Um, so Giannis misses time, and I wish I had the freaking records up right now because I would literally school you, but I don't have the records up, so that's making me so mad. But um, I literally seen some games, and I'm just gonna say because I visually watched it, where this um the Milwaukee Bucks, no Giannis, I feel like they missed half their team and they went down the wire with the best team in the league, the Boston Celtics. This team, how deep they are. Um, how good they are, 
you're talking about taking Giannis out. Yes, you take Giannis out. I don't think they win a championship, but they're still going to be a top seeding in the Eastern Conference, and they can potentially still win a first-round matchup. When you take out Joel, when you take out Jokic out of their team, let's keep it a buck. The Denver Nuggets <laughs> with Jokic aren't, aren't even winning a, a first-round matchup or maybe even a second-round matchup. You take them out, I, I don't know how far you really, really go. All right, so when you talk about that, I mean, I don't really consider that. But um, and, and you can't really blame none of these players because at the end of the day, it's the front office where they make all the moves and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the Bucks, that's the reason why they won a championship over these two teams because of the GM being smart and adding supporting cast with Giannis, you know, and I'm not saying James Harden and Tyrese Maxey wasn't a bad, uh, isn't good enough, but the Bucks are just overall just 10 times better than every team. And I, in fun fact, I actually have them winning the championship at this season over every team, um, in the league so far. But um, also, I just want to say this uh, for uh, uh, um, Super, Mar- Super Mario. Personally, if I know you're in the MVP debate and I'm going against you, right, and you, you're saying he missed the game and cool, I, I, I'll give you that point, okay, right? But personally, I'll never let a grown man come into my come into a game and drop 47 points and 18 rebounds on me. Personally, I'll just never let that happen, all right? I, I'm just not letting – and not only that, he had five assists with the W, all right? Um. And, and also, it was a comeback. It was a comeback. It just wasn't like they 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 pretty much was getting beat the whole game. The 76ers came back and literally gave Jokic that work. So tell Jokic, um, get a little faster. Tell Jokic to get in the weight room. And uh, let's be honest with you, Joel Embiid is the most. And this is going to be a crazy take. Film. Uh, I want y'all to t- uh, screenshot or video record this. Post it everywhere you could say. I don't care. Make me look stupid. Please do. But I want to say this, Joel Embiid is the most is the second most dominant center in this league in history with Shaq. The most nice. dominant up there with Shaq. Ain't nobody stopping this dude, bro. He can beat you in any way you can think. You want to shoot? And, and, and not only and not only that, right? You love that you throw Jokic in there. He's a better playmaker than Joel, and I totally agree. But let's not act, and you said it yourself. Joel Embiid is improving in his uh, playmaking, and boy, oh boy, when he continues to improve on that, what can you really say about Joel? What is his weaknesses? What, like, I, I want to know, you know? So, but, but at the same time, Jokic is improving as a defender. Like, you, you look through this year as opposed to previous years, like, I, I know he's still not a gr- supreme-level de- defender or whatever. Embiid's still not, not a supreme-level playmaker either i don't i don't mean to cut you off i'm sorry I, he Go isn't ahead. you're right you're right but i do want to say this right who fears who who fears who whoever goes in that paint and sometimes it's not even about it's about presence right rudy well, gobert hold okay. on let me just say something real quick Go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. right rudy gobert um his presence just affects a lot of people's shot attempts, right? They 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 don't want to go in that paint, you know? And that's the same thing with Joel. And I know Joel. I looked at the um statistics a few days ago about that, um about his defense. It's not the greatest, but when I talk about fair and when I talk about some of your best players getting can't play their game because Joel's in the paint, that changes the game a lot. Example, um I, just on top of my head, uh, I'm just going to say Russell Westbrook, right? Russell Westbrook, uh, I use John Morant, right? John Morant, he is not known as a shooter, but when he's going against Joel and he's going against that 76ers team, it changes his style of play because we all know John Morant is attacking the rim, doing a little floater, pull up and stuff like that. But it's harder now because of Joel, Joel's presence. 
the presence matter more. And I feel like that should be a stat up there because just, just him altering the shot changes everything. Like that literally changes everything. All right. So I feel like that, that, that should be considered too. I was, I was going to say, look, we, we can start like staying some, some of our wrap up arguments, you know what I'm saying? Close it up. Um, you, you can respond to that, then get into it. Yeah. What I was going to say is, so I was checking the games that they played. Cause you mentioned, John Morant in particular, um, they're actually is averaging the same amount of three point attempts in games against Embiid this year as he is Jokic. So that doesn't really apply there. Um, but I will say though, like I, you mentioned how a guy like can come into your building and drop 47. Like I'm never letting a grown man do that or whatever. But personally for me, you know, in a game where, you know, I very well could play last minute scratch off. I'm not, you know, going into the game, and then ducking the guy, letting him drop 25, 17, and 12 on my boys, right? Like, you can make the same argument there. And you keep mentioning this this Celtics game that just happened for MB because he scored more than half the points. Mentioned I, it once. You meant, No, you mentioned it twice. But the, the, the point is, like, I, I still think, like, you know, we're talking about all these guys that are missing games and stuff. Like, the Celtics didn't have Jalen Brown that game. They didn't have Robert Williams that game either who you could argue was their best defender last year and probably still one of their best defenders on the team right now. And he probably would have done a pretty decent job at shutting him beat down from getting 52. He's not going to like shut him down. I think a superstar level player is going to get what they can get at their best ability. But I I'm pretty confident he went to score 52 points uh, if Robert Williams was playing. So I, I, I don't know. I just think like overall you look at the nuggets. I mean, they're still right in the middle of the pack defensively and offensively they're right near the top you look at three-point percentage most of the year they were up there as literally the top you know they're shooting over 38 percent granted so is philadelphia but and Jokic is shooting higher than his team's three-point percentage too you know philadelphia is 38 and a half percent they're actually leading the league right now in three-point percentage but Embiid's like five percent lower than that right so and then you look at the bucks 36 and a half percent Giannis is like nine percent lower than that so I think like that's also another thing about his three level scoring and just how important it is. But I don't know. I think that you look at the Nuggets and you think like, you know, Aaron Gordon's a solid defender, too. But look at like the guys like Michael Porter Jr., the guys like Jamal Murray or whatever that are also getting big minutes on this team. And you're trying to think like, where does the rim protection come from? Where does all the defense come from? Because Aaron Gordon's great. He's a great defender. He plays sometimes in, sometimes out. But it's not like you think of them as like having a supreme level rim protector. I mean, like this isn't 2017 anymore. So DeAndre Jordan doesn't count. <laughs> so like, I, I don't know. I just think that the fact that they're still middle of the pack defensively, his defensive rating is right on par there with Embiid's. And I didn't check Giannis's, but the point is it's like a, it's like a, I think I said 25 point net rating between both of them. And as I'm pulling up Giannis's right now, uh, 107 defensive rating and 117 offensive rating. So uh, even though his defensive rating is a little better than both those guys, his offense is not as great as both those guys in terms of overall production and efficiency. So I don't know. I think overall Jokic is having the most insane high volume, high efficiency season we arguably ever. Um, and I think just the way that he's been, he's done it pretty much all year long too, other than the past week and a half when he's had like injuries and he, he I think sat out one game or something. Um, and then he also like didn't play too great against the Rockets, but I'm sure like if we nitpick, we could probably find a game like that for everybody this year. Like 
I just have Giannis right up here. I mean, the man played 35 minutes against the Hawks and he scored seven points, right? Or he he got killed in that one game against Charlotte when they had like 50 points or whatever uh, in the first quarter and he dropped a triple single in that game. So there's games for everyone and I'm sure there's some for Embiid. I'm not going to, I guess, pull it up right now unless... Well, I guess I'm already here. So I, I, I guess I guess I could bring up some, but like, okay, like he played the Bucks early in the year. Yeah. I, I don't know why people aren't really remembering this. And Giannis played in that game and Giannis did outplay him, but Embiid in that game, you know, didn't 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 look like the Embiid we know. Um, you know, he had 15 points, six for 21. That's not too great. He had a bad game against Cleveland early or yeah, early in the year and stuff like that. Um, you know, so like we can pick and choose these games or whatever against other Supreme level teams. Cause you could look at the, the Cavs. I feel like you could even consider them a lot in, for an individual game in this argument. Cause like they got Jared Allen, they got Evan Mobley, they got nice rim protectors as well. And you look at the bucks. They also have nice rim protectors. I would also agree with you that I think they have the best well put together team, but I think also what the, both those teams have in the, uh, Sixers and the bucks is they have like a number two option that's definitely been all-star level all year long. I said Drew Holiday's arguably having the best year of his career. And James Harden didn't make the all-star team, but the way he played for a, a stretch of the year, he was playing like almost like prime level James Harden for about a month, month and a half, more so as a facilitator. But he, w- he was looking like himself. And then also like a lot of people said he should have been an all-star. How many people do you think were making a campaign for Jamal Murray to be an all-star this year? Well, to be fair, Jamal Jamal Murray, to be fair, and I'm going to get to my closing arguments after we're done, but to be fair, Jamal Murray is coming from an injury, and let's let's be honest with you. Right. Thank you. You're helping my point. No, but hold on. Let me just say something real quick, right? Before, and, and he's still, and he's still playing really, really good basketball, but before, before that injury, he was an all-star player. So like, it's not, the point you're trying to get at is like, they, they have other players, But you so know, was Chris Middleton, but I wasn't counting him there, though. You know, like I'm talking about this season, right? Like, I mean, if we can go down the list, like Jeff Green at one point averaged 17 points a game well, and he's on the Nuggets. So are we like, well, but know? also, too, but are, are you considering <laughs> literally uh, James Harden and Maxi was pretty much out for majority of the season? Are we considering that? Yeah, I mean, I am considering it, too, but I think both those guys are also better than Jokic's next two guys, you could argue. I, 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 you could argue that Tyrese Maxey has been better this year than Jamal Murray. And I think he's been at least more consistent. Jamal Murray might have a game where he, sh- he shows out and then he'll have three games where he's playing like, you know, a fraud. I don't know how, like, how to put it really, but it, that's just how it is. He's really up and down. I feel like Maxey, other than Embiid, has probably been the most consistent player like all year. All right. I'm just going to uh, get to your final point and I'll get to my final point. Ended up. All right. So. I think, you know, in this season, NB's three best teammates, I would say Harden, Tyreek Maxey, and Tobias Harris are better than Giannis's three best teammates this season. Because usually, I'm not going to count Chris Middleton, who's usually Giannis's best teammate. So I would say what? Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, and I don't know who Giannis's third best teammate would, would it be this season because I'm not counting Chris Middleton. And he, Maybe Portis. And this season, James Harden, this season, James Harden has played like I think like 58 to 60 games around there, and Tyrex Maxey has missed. I mean, has played 66 games. I missed 60 games. Sorry. Okay. All right. So, um, going to this. This is my last thing I got to say. 
Joel Bede has averaged 28 points, 12 rebounds, and four assists in 22 games against the Boston Celtics in his career. So um, I don't want to hear no Jalen Brown. I don't want to hear Robert Williams. Joel Embiid has literally been dominating the Celtics for a What's his record against them? Well, we're talking about individual, right? Because during those years, the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers were never always this good. To be fair, right? They were never this good. Tobias Harris was like their second option. Tyrese Haxing was uh, James Harden was never over there. So if you want to, we because you're, you're talking about you know the Denver Nuggets not having you know star players over there. Well, we could say the same thing back in the day with Joel, where it was just really Joel, and you're relying on Tobias Harris to win you games and these other players, right? They didn't have Harden. Tyrese Maxey each year has improved, but I don't, I'm not even sure he played. Uh, I'm not, I'm 100% sure he wasn't playing all those games against the Celtics. And if he is, I'm I'm wrong. But what I'm trying to get at is Joel Embiid pretty much dominated the Celtics throughout his career every single time. No, it doesn't matter if Rob Williams is there. It doesn't matter if Jalen Brown's there, right? And even if Jalen Brown and Robert Williams are still there, the Boston Celtics are still one of the best teams in the league. So they're still very, very competitive, even without their best players not even playing. And to be fair, Robert Williams hasn't even really played much this year. He's injury prone. So I don't even really consider that dude. He, he, he will impact a little bit, but let's be honest, he's been out half of the year. All right. Um, I think Sports Wikipedia can back me up on Robert Williams being that he's a. I want to say something. <laughs> Go ahead. Yo, I can I just get something. my rebuttal? God damn, bro! I want to say something. <laughs> Let's get a closing argument from everyone in here. I want to say let something. Me just, let me just finish what I had to say, and then y'all can talk. I already feel like y'all y'all said what y'all had to say. I'll just finish it on. Go finish it up, T, and then Sports Wikipedia. Go ahead. Listen, all I'm, all I'm saying is, and I think it's a proven fact, Joel has dominated Celtics throughout his career. Um, another thing I do want to say is, yeah, Jokic is number one in uh, efficiency with 38.3, but also let's not forget uh, Joel Embiid is second with uh, 35.9. Embiid is seventh in blocks. Uh, Jokic is not even in top 50. Um, Joel is also six in turnovers, which it seems bad, but when you look at Giannis and um, Jokic, they're uh, ahead of him. Uh, Jokic is in four, and Giannis is in – where's Giannis at? Uh, Giannis is in, um, I believe, top two. I'm looking at this thing uh, wrong. But listen, at the end of the day, Joel Embiid is the MVP. Um, I know y'all never want to admit it. The NBA is not fair. The NBA is rigged, this and that. They just personally feel bad for Joel Embiid, and that's just the truth of the matter. They feel bad for him. Joel, um, Jokic already won the MVP back-to-back years. Um, <laughs> you know what's crazy? Jokic can literally average 50 points a game, and I feel like he still won't win it because that's just how the NBA it is. That's just how the NBA works. All these funky stats and this and that. It's cool to talk about on shows and debates. But when you watch those first take shows, I don't hear none of them talk about true shoe percentage or efficiency, like maybe a little bit. But you get what I'm trying to get at. So life ain't fair. Basketball isn't fair. Stats um, back it up for shows like this. But when you go into the big boys, like, you know, these bums that don't know what they're talking about and Shannon, you know, they, they're OK. But those are the people that are voting right now. If they have players, people like us voting, maybe this will be still a different story. Right. Maybe. Maybe. But Joel's the uh, best player. Uh, most dominant player since Shaq uh, as a center. I want to say something. Um, I don't know why you're bringing up NBA's career stats towards the Celtics. I didn't realize this was a career MVP award. This is just one season MVP award. So why bring up NBA's stats against the Celtics for his career? And Giannis this season has owned Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid against Giannis in the Bucks doesn't score as good, and he's not as efficient. He's barely shooting over 40% against Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis against Embiid this season in the four games has put up better numbers, averaging nearly 30 points, 10 or 11 rebounds, and like four or five assists on over 50 focal percentage. So Giannis this season 
has owned Joel Embiid. Garrett, closing arguments. I'm not going to say too much, but I think the general consensus is that, you know, I, I mean, like Trent said, I mean, even though it doesn't really feel like Giannis is in it as much as these other two, I feel like I don't, I haven't been attacking Giannis as much because of that. So I feel confident that Jokic will finish above him. But at the end of the day, I mean, even Mr. Embiid tonight, Trent, uh, said that, you know, the league, you know, it's not fair and they want, they want to give M- Embiid basically a sympathy MVP. And if that's how they want to do it, then go ahead. But I'll, I'll, I'll keep it true and keep that, uh, Jokic is the real MVP. Um, and I think, you know, maybe come playoff time, he'll probably show it more so as well. I mean, playoffs are a whole different thing, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just, I just think he'll, he'll, he'll be out for revenge. I'm sure if he doesn't win MVP this year, uh, even though I'm sure, I know he doesn't care about those things, but I think he'll take it a little bit personally, I'm sure. And I want him to. I want him to. The episode's done and over with. I want him to. I I agree. Agree. Mm -hmm. I agree, Trent. I definitely, I definitely want him to because um I I mean if if I have to give give my answer, you know what I'm saying? At the end of this show, I would say I'm going with Embiid. Uh I I do think that you know Trent brought up some great arguments. Everyone brought up some great arguments here. I'm going with Embiid off what I've seen in this in, in in the season and and his dominance. Um, and you know, Gary, you said something off camera that was great. Um, I think you said you said Giannis is closer to Embiid and um, and and yeah, Giannis and is closer to Jokic and Embiid than anyone else to Giannis. That's why I think there is love it. still some debate to be said because there's a lot of pro Giannis things. But yeah, I love it. That's it. That and that's the exact reason I wanted to have this roundtable episode, y'all, because I feel like it's really down between Jokic and Embiid and Giannis. So you know, uh, appreciate you know the the three of you guys coming out. Uh, appreciate my guy Sports Wiki for coming on and, and representing Giannis. Uh, he he definitely had the hardest case of everyone, man, but he did a great job, put up a great debate. Uh, my guy Garrett came on, uh, talked about Jokic. I appreciate you for that. And we we, we are we are we already know what my guy T Riz came in representing the real MVP and B man. So <laughs> so and free um, throw, yeah. <laughs> also, also, I just want to say one thing, and we're done after this. Yo, uh, Wiki, you said, why did I bring up the stats for the Celtics? I brought that up because he said, uh, Joel, uh, put up this. Um, I said I put up a amount of points, but I'm pretty much just saying that he's been dominating the Celtics. It doesn't matter who's there, who's not there. That's all I'm trying to get at. He's been dominating the Celtics. Okay. Okay. Well, for the family at home, man, for the family at home, make sure you get at uh, get at all of these content creators, man. Everything will be in the description down below. Links to their uh, social media page, YouTube channel, all that. Make sure you check them out. Throw them, show them some love. Throw them a uh, subscribe. And um, also make sure you check us out on the social media. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. Um, I know this was a longer one, man. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And um, let's see who wins the MVP, man. But if that's it, then we out of here, y'all.